Welcome to the Bearing Fruit Podcast, where we will be discussing the simplicity of Christianity. This is a production of Simply Free Church in Lanark, Illinois. Now here's your host, Pastor Glenn Scott. I want to try to give you a little message on how much God is a father. And somewhere along the lines, we've kind of got tainted that God the Father is a mean, cruel, demanding God that's just waiting for you to make a mistake and he's going to hammer you. He's all about discipline. And it's just not true. If you go back and read the Old Testament, you can't really read the New Testament without reading the Old Testament. You need to know what's going on. And as you read the Old Testament, you need to have a different mindset than what you've been brought up with. I'm not saying that everybody's you know done this wrong, but it can be different. And I'll give you a little example. I've heard you guys say things before. I've actually said, you know, if we use some terms we used today and waited 2,000 years, they wouldn't know what we were talking about. If I handed you a letter and told you that this letter was from a young man that uh, had a relationship with a young girl, and there was something in the way, whether it was parents or something that was keeping them from coming together, and, and you started to read it, and it said things like, you know, I never will, will stop pursuing you. We're meant to be together. At all costs, I will see that we spend the rest of our lives together. You'd read this thing, and you'd, you'd think it was a, a, a Romeo and Juliet love story. This is a, a, a love story. If you took that same letter and handed it to another group of people and said, this is from a stalker that's across the street from my daughter. And he left this in her mailbox. And it said, at all cost, I will pursue you. We will be together. Nothing will get in my way. See what I'm saying? If you have a different mindset about God the Father, you'll see that he is a loving, good God. Jesus came and set the example. As you read through the Old Testament, you don't see a lot of love stuff the way you do in the New Testament Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's how much love the Father has that you're not reading into the Old Testament. Today we're going to talk about God the Father. He's a good, loving Father. He is a parent. He is a Father, just like a lot of you guys in here are fathers. And he wants a lot of the same things that we want. I'm not saying we're like God, but I'm saying we must think a little bit alike He made us in his image. We are like him. Kind of. I mean, I wish I could go zap, you know, and do those mighty things. But our children, we we love them as fathers. And there's a lot of people, some probably here today, that didn't have a great relationship with their father. Let me tell you about the father you can have a relationship with. He's a good God. And he's like us. He wants his children to be obedient. He desires them to come to him with problems, with sharing joys, saying concerns. There's nothing more your father wants. You guys are pretty young. There's nothing more your father wants than for you to come and be able to talk to him about anything. But we don't, we don't do that. We go and share it with somebody else. We put it on Facebook or something, you know, and then your dad finds out about it. 
There's nothing more a father wants than to have his children come to him and say, Dad, I got a problem. Or, Dad, you ought to see what happened today. It was awesome. We don't do that to God. We don't treat him like a father. And that's what he wants. You can read all through the Bible. All he wants is a relationship with you and for you to be able to come to him. He is a father. This is how it goes. Some people must have dogs here. You got your dog, and you're trying to catch this dog. Maybe it's in the road or something. And you're trying to save its life, and you get right up to it, and it takes off on you. You begin to get mad. Come on, you're trying to save it from getting hit in the road. You get close to it, it takes off on you again. You can't catch this dog. You know, if you've got your hands on that dog, you know what you'd do to that dog. God's the same way. He gets close to us. He's just about God. He's trying to save us from something that's harmful. And we don't see it, and we take off. It's exactly how we do. When he finally gets us, he's crying, he's holding us. I just was trying to help you. But we take off every time he gets close. Not everybody, but you know how it goes. I think we've all been there, been young. We can tell when God's trying to get to us through people, things we read, his word, how he talks to us. He talks to us a lot. And we don't listen. We're the one taken off. It's just that close, ready to reel us in, save us from ourselves, and we bail on him. Don't give him any credit at all. Here's a good example of how that works with our children. Honey, clean your room today. I will, Dad. I'll, I'll get to that. And, uh, you know, it's just as soon as I'm going to go meet Susie, and, and uh, I need a little gas money. And then when I get back, I'll do it. You give her a little gas money and say, okay, no problem. Next day goes along. You guys are looking at him. This must be your dad. Next day, uh, you know, right after school, I'll, I'll get that room clean. Listen, I need some money for lunch. And after school, we're going to go to the mall. But right when I get back, we'll, we'll get that done. Okay, here's, here's some money. Here's, you know, get you a little gas or something if you got a car. Room doesn't get cleaned again. At what point do you stop? and say, you're out. You clean that room, and then you'll get the blessing. That's where we're at with God. He tells us to do something. Eh, we'll, we'll get to that. We've got time for that later. I don't know how we expect to get the blessings that we read all about. People tell us about the blessing of the Lord when we won't do squat for him. And he's a father. If you treated your father that way, you wouldn't receive the blessing. It's pretty simple. You go clean your room, good job. Let the blessings flow. If you would have cleaned it, I don't know why I'm using that as an example. If somebody's got a dirty room, I'm sorry. If you would have cleaned the room to begin with, the blessings would have flowed way before this. But you didn't do it. And you don't learn from your first time around. And it happens all over again with something else. Here's, here's one I want you to think about. We are children of God. And each one of these ladies in here, this is for the men, each one of these ladies in here is his daughter. That makes God your father-in-law. 1 Peter chapter 3. You guys can read more about this. Husbands. Now, let's change the word husbands to men. Just assume this is a relationship. Back in the day... They didn't live together and all that kind of stuff. So I don't want to exclude anybody from this. 
Men, honor your women. I'm paraphrasing. Treat your women with understanding as you live together. It goes on further to say, treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. Okay, guys, I'm going to play God for a minute. And all these ladies in here are my daughter. You don't treat my daughter right. You come to me with a prayer. God, if I got a promotion, I could buy that new boat. Just please let me get this job. I'm going for an interview today. You know what I'm going to do with that prayer if you're not treating her right? I'm your father-in-law. You're treating her like crap. You're coming to me with a request so you can get a new boat. That's what it means. Don't let your prayers be hindered by treating your women wrong. You treat your woman right. You come to your father-in-law. He's got all this power. Almighty God. Father, I would like a promotion. I could do more. I could get a boat. We could use it for ministry. I spend time out in that boat studying your word. Let the blessings flow. You got a new boat, buddy. Not saying it works that way, but you understand where I'm going with this. Don't let the way you're treating your wife, your girlfriend, your daughters, whatever it is, your women, gentlemen, treat them with respect. Give them honor. Don't let the way you're treating them hinder your prayers. One of the toughest things, I don't know why this is. I'll try to explain it the best I can. One of the toughest things we as fathers, as men, trouble ourselves with is praying with our wife. Praying as a family. Praying with our children. We would rather tell somebody, tell our wife, some of the most horrible news than to take her by the hand and go pray with her. Speak the name of Jesus. How about your little kids? It's easy when they're little because you don't think, ah, you know, I, I can do this. As they get older, turn into teenagers, pretty soon you're not praying with them anymore. Remember the bedtime stories? They're little and they'd kneel down by the bed and daddy'd come in and you'd pray. You know what? Six, seven years old, that starts to, to dwindle away. We don't speak about it with our kids anymore. We don't pray with our wives at night. Let's go back to the father-in-law. I'll play God again. Ladies, I'm your father. Your husband is my son-in-law. For some reason, you can't come to me together. You can't come to my place or in my presence together. The husband comes in, says a little something, and pretty soon maybe the wife comes in. Oh, and the kids might come in a little bit later. They can't seem to all get together. Don't you think that'd be a problem? You say, why, why can't you guys come at the same time? Why can't we spend some time together? I'm your father. I'm your father-in-law. We can't come to see the father together. We do it one at a time. And it's often private. You know, all this is that's a personal thing. I do this, you know, don't, don't judge me for what I do at home behind closed doors. The whole judging thing, I don't know how we go through life without it. You judge. I struggle with this too. My wife and I, will get on a kick. we got to pray together. Get the kids. Let's all pray. Let's make this a ritual. You know how it goes. After a few weeks or a few days, pretty soon you're not doing it. You've got too much time to you know, spend out on the boat that you got because you were treating your wife right, and then you got the boat. Now you're not treating her so right anymore because you're out on the boat. So she comes to the Father by herself. You come to the Father out on your new boat. Now your prayers are going to start to get hindered. 
God the Father. But we don't see him that way. We think he's some mean thing. And, 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 and uh, how about we start separating God and Jesus? And I'll, you know, Jesus was my kind of guy. This God, he's, he's, he's mean, tough, cruel. Does, you know, read through there, he does cruel things to babies. And I'll give you a lesson on that. You're wrong. He's a father. He's not cruel. He's a parent. He wants to spend time with you. He wants you to come to him with your problems, with your joys. Isn't that what fathers want? You know, when your kids are little, they bring a broken toy up to you. Daddy, fix my toy. This is, this is what dads live for. Awesome. Oh, honey, I'll fix your toy for you. There you go. Dad, you're the greatest. That's what God wants. But we don't. And we go pray for boats. Better job. More money instead of help me treat my wife right. Help me pray with my kids. Help me spend time together with my wife in prayer. As much as everybody's sitting here looking right at me, knowing it's the right thing to do, we will leave here today and you probably will not do it. If I send you a text that says, don't forget to pray with your wife, let's say woman. Let's not say wife. Girlfriends. Whatever they are, they're women. And I'm their father. Don't hinder your prayer by treating them wrong. Pray with them. Come to see the father together. Come to see the father as a family. Today's Father's Day. For those of you that have kids in the area and stuff, you're probably going to gather together and they're going to tell you how great you are. And I've already got a couple messages from my kids that oh, I'm just the most awesome father in the world. Oh, but back there behind the door, you know, I want that boat. I don't know why I keep using a boat. I hope somebody's not praying for a boat. But if you are, treat your women right. Treat your kids right. Old Testament stuff. I'm not a big one on preaching about the Old Testament, but today I'm going to. Deuteronomy. It's all about law. It's in the first five books of the Bible. Moses' law, Torah, whatever you want to call it. We don't, we don't go there very often because we think Jesus changed everything, and, and you're right. But they're awesome principles. We need to revisit them once in a while. Fix these words of mine in your heart and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them to your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you are sitting at home, when you are walking along the road, when you are lying down, and when you get up, well, we don't do that, do we? Good for you guys that do. Teach your kids what the Word says. Teach them they have a Heavenly Father that loves them. He's not mean. He's not cruel. He was trying to get a family of people to act a certain way, and they wouldn't do it. If you had a hundred children, you'd pick one of them out. You'd send them a letter. Say, listen, this is how I want you guys to act. You're being terrible. I've seen what you're doing. People have been telling me what you're doing. You're being rotten. You're doing despicable things. Tell them all. Stop it. Prophets take the word. What would you do? How long would it take you before you did something to get their attention? God the Father is not any different. He was just trying to get their attention. And some of them were years and years apart. 
gave you a hundred years to change that. They typically speak about it in generations. They wouldn't do squat. Excuse my language. So why wouldn't you do something? He flooded the earth. He was sorry for what he'd done. That's how bad we were. Wouldn't listen to anything. We can do better. We can do good. God the Father. Awesome God. Read it right. Go back and read some of the Old Testament. He's trying to save his children. He wants them to act a certain way. Just the way we do. If your kids went out and ran wild, dude, you'd be on them. Or you'd do something about it. He did. And we say, oh, he's so cruel, miserable, that God. How can I, how can I worship a God that, that does those things? Well, think about what you'd do. Got to get pretty harsh sometimes. I try not to be. I've been harsh. Examine yourself on this Father's Day. See how you're doing. See how you're doing with your relationship with God the Father. You know his mentality best through Jesus. It's one of the reasons Jesus came to show us, demonstrate to us the love the Father has. But we don't read it that way. We think it's cruel. So let's forget about God the Father and talk about this Jesus guy. He was all good. Children, respect your parents. Honor them. It's a commandment. It's not a principle. It's not a good idea. It's what God the Father says. If your dad says, love her, you'd try to pray hard, wouldn't you? Or he'd do something. It's God the Father. Same thing. Honor them. Think about how much better you could be. And don't forget your father. The Father.